past like, four years. Like Half-Life 3. Like it's <laughs> basically it's gonna be amazing it's when it finally comes. Just make comes. a video game reference. Did yeah. we get that? That's how wow. far Half Life Three has transcended. It's really mainstream big. now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's. It. I mean, I, I was gonna ask what's the difference between like a MIDI controller that I've seen before and the OP two. Like, what would make the OP two so great? The OP two. Well, the OP one was amazing. It's already sitting in the MoMA like design store. It's just it needed. Oh like a better headphone jack. It wasn't great on the first one. It was a little staticky. It needs USB-C. That would be nice. Yep. Whatever new things. Like there's some features in the OPZ that are just new and like updated where the old one didn't have that. So if it would just become modern basically because it was already pretty great and fun to play with. But And also I would like the price to go down which is never going to happen but oh. it's insanely expensive. It's like a $1,400 synth for no reason. Yeah. but Le- To get some context since Marquez and I don't know much about this. You're <laughs> saying you're hoping for it to come and you're calling it the OP2. Is there like any actual rumor about any specs on this or release date or anything or is this just a we all know they need to make a second one. Yeah. And collectively, as fans, you're hoping for one. More so that. Okay. It's like a refresh. Make sure, yeah. It's like a refresh. Like, with yeah. enough momentum, like, the Tesla Model S refresh was kind of like a rumored thing for, like, three years. Yeah. We're all like, when are they going to do it? Because mm-hmm. it's old. It's aging. They got to do it. But, like, we don't know when. It's not official yet. So we're, we're coming around to that time where, like, all right, USB-C, there's, enough of, there's a long enough list of things that yeah. could happen. That would really make a good solid. And refresh. I think this past year was like the first. It was a ten year anniversary of the first one coming out. Oh, so it's, we're a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Okay, yeah. So like any day yeah. now. If you had to give a percentage of it coming out in twenty twenty two, a guess, a guesstimate percentage, probably about as much as Cybertruck. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say Pixel Zero. Watch, but that works. Oh, <laughs> man, that's low. <laughs> like something I've wanted for so many years. The Pixel Watch, but every year, if you ask me to give it a realistic percentage, yeah. probably less than fifty percent. Like, yeah. I want it, but I'll give it like thirty-five percent. So we're we're really on the like, this could be the year trade. Yeah. The, the really really hopeful, <laughs> optimistic. Yeah, okay, so exactly. it sounds low. Sounds like a really low chance. Mm-hmm. I'm fi- I'm crossing my fingers for you. I hope thank it you. Comes. Appreciate it. I need all your prayers. <laughs> all right, we got to talk future with Hayato. Uh, what are you, what are you expecting out of 2022 and maybe what are you hoping for? I really want to see more EVs come to market again. I, I really like, um, I really like competition and I think next year is looking really interesting because it's not just like the, the big car companies, I guess not even big car. It's, it's not like legacy car companies. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But there, there's like startups like canoe that I think is supposed to be shipping something in 2022, hopefully. And I really, really like Canoe's designs that they've shown us. I want to see more from them. I want to see more things from Rivian. There's there's all kinds of companies. But even with the traditional manufacturers, like Hyundai has been really killing it with their new Ionic series. They're mm-hmm. supposed to be putting out. I saw two on my drive the other day, actually. Really? Yeah. Two was, Ionics. I, wow. Maybe it was just one. I don't know. It's so easy to tell an EV lately because they don't have yeah. a grill. And you're like, yeah. oh. Oh, that is. I don't yeah. think I've seen that. Yeah, and like even those are super compelling. So <laughs> I, I think uh, I think the EV space is going to be looking really good in the next year, um, which is great for me because I think at some point, as much as I want to be like a fully carless person uh, for as long as I can, I'm, I'm probably going to have to buy a car soon. So yeah. Also, like more EVs means 
hopefully better charging network because yes. we all are very aware and yeah. Hayato has hours of footage of it that our, <laughs> the charging Proof. network could use some work and I like seeing more legacy and more new car manufacturers coming into the EV space because yeah. that should mean all of those should get better. Should. Fingers I crossed. I, so. yeah. I, I feel like so. I have like sort of two versions of uh, rooting for EVs. Yeah. I have this thing that I do where I'm like, yeah, I'm driving around. I'll like see an EV. It's like EV spotting. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, this is the third Mach-E today. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll see a rare one like the Mini Cooper and I'm like, oh, that, I haven't seen one of those in a long time. So I'm like just rooting for more variety, which is kind of yeah. fun. But also rooting for a lower price breakthrough yep. because they're yep. all sort of showing up at like 39 plus. Yeah. Which is, it makes sense. These are expensive new types of cars that they're building. Um, but we're also rooting for like a 20 to 30 yeah. type of car, which would be a really big difference versus what we've seen typically with a new EV. And that's the second type I'm rooting for. I want to be optimistic for it. I don't think we're going to see an amazing bunch of new $20,000 EVs yeah, anytime but- soon. But I think as we get more and more, we'll see the minimum price go down a little more every time. I mean, do we, are we still expecting like model, Tesla model, what, two? So this is, this is one of the things, yeah, model two, which would be like a slightly smaller model three with slightly less materials and slightly lower price. Like that's the basic formula for a, say, $25,000 EV. Now is though a model three costs like 46. Yeah. Right. So it has to, it's got to cut down. It's got to cut down. That's the question down there or just back to the old model three price. I mean, I think. I think that's where we're going to see brands like, like again, like Hyundai put out like an Elantra that's fully mm-hmm. electric and, and gets hopefully decent mileage and, and it stays under 30K would be great. Yeah. If, if I had to bet on a cheaper EV, Hyundai might be. They've been might really. Be my, if I had to put a bet on a legacy car. Let's make it a bet. Let's make it a bet. Yeah. Who's going to. Let's define this, though. Who's going to make <laughs> the first sub $30,000 EV with over. 240. Let's say 240. Okay. okay miles 240 of feels like my like minimum of being excited. So anything yeah. over that feels like a bet So, on so that. who's yeah. going to land there? Sub 30, sub, sorry for sub those listening, 30. sub $30,000 starting price. Yeah. And at that price, 240 or more miles of range to Ooh. the battery. Who's going to get there? I, I think my money's on Hyundai. Hyundai. Okay. My, I have, if I can't pick Hyundai, I really, really like that choice. Yeah. And this is going to be a weird choice because they don't have an EV out right now. But I'm assuming this is going to be within the next five. It's going to take about five years. I could see Toyota doing it. Toyota. Because they're not fully EV yet, but they still have done a lot in battery space a little bit. They're pledging a lot of money to it, and they just are one of the largest manufacturers in the world. Yeah, Right, they are. If I was a betting man, I would be betting on Tesla to get there first. Really? Because it's really a drivetrain question to me. Who's going to get that 240-mile battery pack drivetrain down in price first? It might not be the best car at that price, but I think they'll get there first. Uh, Also, are we counting EPA certification or like... Real world testing. What do we EPA? Let's, yeah. I think yeah. EPA is yeah. a solid sure. enough number. We know yeah. it might be a little. It's easier that, to test. Yes. It's right. e- yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that's I like that. Yeah, we'll We've see. Got we got a bet going. We'll see everyone split. in like, like ten this. years when this finally. <laughs> Let's revisit this every year until it exists. Okay. Perfect. Deal. Thanks for joining us again. For sure. See you next year. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so David, we're talking future. We're talking. Uh, we're talking what we're expecting out of twenty twenty two here. Now, we actually briefly mentioned last week we were talking about like, oh, what if we do see a bunch more custom silicon in the world of not just smartphones but computers in general? 
but I don't know. If you're looking forward at 2022, what kind of tech are you expecting slash hoping for? I'm expecting the EV market to explode even more than it did this year. Is mm-hmm. it still this year? Uh, uh, it is yeah. still. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and when this comes out, it still will be too. Okay. If yeah. that's what you're wondering, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm expected to see like a lot more EVs with probably their own stuff. Uh, new chipsets by individualized manufacturers, I think, will at least start the process of happening. Like Tensor started that, and like I would love to see what Oppo Group and Xiaomi are going to do with yep. their own hardware. Um, it's hard to... It, probably more folding phones. Like honestly, like we've, we've seen... A lot of interesting folding phones in 21, and I know that there were some that even got canceled just because they couldn't get the price point low enough. Right. So Which I feel one was like that? That, was, that uh, was the TCL. TCL. The folding rolling one? Is no, that, no, oh, it wasn't okay. folding That's rolling. That's a TCL one. Do you think there we'll was, see that in 2022? A rolling phone? The folding and rolling is now like multiple different. One? I think there's a couple. TCL was the oh. first oh, yeah, they did folding a rolling, and then, yeah. Yeah. or even just rolling in general. I think we'll see more because the tech between ultra thin glass and that kind of stuff is just going to get cheaper and cheaper. And eventually yep. other manufacturers are going to be able to enter the space, which is good because Samsung has like a four year lead now. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's folding pixel rumors. There's like folding, yeah. uh, there's folding, folding iPhone, folding rumors, iPhone rumors, rumors every year. I think, I think it's going to be three years before we see a folding iPhone or I a folding pixel. To be honest, agree with every on single one, folding yeah. pixel rumor that I saw this year, I was like, it's not happening anytime. Bro, soon. It's coming out this with the pixel ultra. Wrong. Oh, right around no, the right. corner, yeah, <laughs> right. three years ago. Right. On the EV topic, would you like uh-huh. to join a bet that we made in a previous segment? Oh, boy. <laughs> so we had, I think Hayato has a guess. You have a guess. I have a guess. Yeah. He mentioned EVs, and we're, we're trying to think who will be the first company to come out with a sub $30,000 EV with greater than 240 miles of range. Sub 30? Sub 30. Who do you think it will be? Do you want to know who we guessed or who our bets are on before you place your bet? Sure. So I bet on Tesla. Oh. I, I bet on Toyota. And Hayato bet on... Hyundai. Hyundai. I was going to guess Hyundai. I really? think Hyundai's a really good choice. Actually, yeah. I went Toyota I actually, after just not wanting to be the same guess as Hayato, but oh. I really like Hyundai. I was actually going to guess Hyundai too because they their cars are already this year starting to look really futuristic-esque, mm-hmm. and they're really good at making cheap cars. So. Hmm. Also, um, real quick, Adam, you didn't get to join in on this. Do you want to quickly throw a guess out? Okay, he wow. says he would have also said so. so if odds got to be lower on that because you yeah, guys are happens? all in on. We, don't, we also don't have a punishment for this or anything. Well, no, we no. never have punishments. Yeah, we should. We have a hot I sauce bet going on oh, on really? the F one fifty. F one fifty. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. No, I think I think we'll expect a bunch of new EV stuff, and obviously we'll be covering it too. We have autofocus. We have the videos. Yeah. We're planning on making more EV stuff in general. God, I wish I could show you guys the package we got today because it's it's. I'll just leave it at that. We have a lot more car-focused stuff in the works. Mm. It's great. Next year is going to be great. Stay tuned for it. Um, but yeah, I think I think the world of like custom silicon is going to be really interesting. The world of also low-key, maybe I'm just tossing this at you, but mirrorless cameras. Like I feel like we kind of got a little bump up in the last year yeah. of like a lot of really good, interesting mirrorless cameras. I do think that, yeah, I think that, Mirrorless cameras have sort of like almost saturated their potential specs without computational photography features. Mm. So I could see 2022 being a year where finally phone computational photography features start getting added to mirrorless cameras. I would like that a lot. Yeah, because I think they have a longer like development cycle anyway. Yeah. So maybe if they started it a couple of years ago. They could already be in the works. Yeah. 
Sick. And I also want to say, I really hope that 2022 is as exciting as 2021 was for tech, because I honestly think this year was like, there's so much this year, mm-hmm. yeah. whether it was from like M1 Pro, M1 Max stuff, or like, you know, there's just so much, so many new product categories, it felt like. Yeah. Sometimes I look back, like obviously it's December, so we'll look back at the year we just had. And I, I remember like, oh, that was this year? Yeah. Oh, that was also this year? And yeah. we, we just had so much. We just looked at at the YouTube sort of stat rewatch of like YouTube just emailed me just a bunch of stats from the past year. Mm-hmm. And it said January was our most viewed month of the year. <laughs> That's I was like, what do you mean January? <laughs> End was of last month? year was Have you ever crazy. heard of October yeah, before? October, September, <laughs> they're all a thing. And then I look yeah. back and it was like, we had S21 Ultra. We had, well, the whole S21 line. Yeah. Um, but just a bunch of stuff all sort of launched and CES. It was just kind of a, a, a bunch of, a wave of stuff mm-hmm. all happened in January. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a yeah. good year for yeah. tech. It was a great year. Yeah. yeah. And for my life personally, I'm happy now. Want nice. you to know that. Aww. That's a good time. Thank you. Rate us a, five stars on Apple Podcasts. That was such a good way. Happy. That was a great way to end er, this one. one star yeah. equals one more happiness for me. Wait, but so. don't rate it one star. <laughs> no, I mean, what? E- each star. Each individual. Uh, okay, okay. Each star. Got it. Like got one it. like equals one, okay. you know, happiness. You better not tank our rating, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we'll see you next year. Oh, wow. I keep doing keep it. saying it. Why do you keep <laughs> saying it? Oh. So easy. This easy. <laughs> Feels weird. Oh my God. Yeah, we we're we're talking future now. This is um this is this is 2022 now we're talking about. So you've had a you mentioned in the last one you you saw Rivian as like a really interesting polarizing thing in the tech world that caught your eye that was pretty cool. And I think you you mentioned Astrobot, which was which was pretty sick. I'm glad it got its mention. Now we're looking forward. What are you looking forward to or maybe hoping for or predicting in the tech world somewhere in 2022? Another obvious answer is like iMac Pro is probably going to come out with M1 chips. Oh, yeah. That's 27-inch 27, 27 iMac Pros. Like there's the 27 or 24-inch iMacs, but I think iMac Pro will come out next year in 27-inch little black bezels like professionals can get their own imax again um no there's a lot of actually the rumors have been starting to to wind up a little bit about imac pro like we're we know it's imac pro so so it might be like so we have m1 we have m1 pro and m1 max this will be a larger desktop form factor and so it would essentially be an even more scaled up version kind of like two m1 maxes with each, like it would be that many cores and that many GPU cores, but it would probably have a new name, and okay. so it would have obviously immense power. We're hoping it'll look something like a Pro Display XDR because it, if it's a Pro oh, thing, just... it would be a little more boxy, black front bezels, probably a webcam built in. This would be like the dream machine that I'm describing. I don't know exactly what it'll look like, but I do think that's slotted for 2022. Okay. I think we can expect that. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like on the range of products for professionals right now, you have like the Mac Pro, which is like kind of more powerful than you need to be as far as like where the pricing is at. And then you have like the iMacs, the new MacBook Pros are in there too, but I feel like you don't have like a mid-tier iMac Pro. Like there's something that needs to fall in there for professionals is like a desktop computer. Yep. So like pushing MacBooks Pros aside, like the desktop there needs to be another in-between between between iMac and Mac Pro, Mm -hmm. I think. 
No, I but, think so too. And right. I think that's probably also where the price is going to be. Like we so we see like the six to twelve thousand dollar Mac Pro setups, and we see like the fifteen hundred dollar Mac Pro. There's a clear like MacBook Pro priced desktop that can live somewhere in there, probably like three thousand dollar ish range. Um, that professionals are very willing to pay because of how much work they do on it and how much money yeah. they make from their machines. So I think that's that's going to yep. be a good one. Uh, that kind of ties to and something then, I'm looking forward to too, but I'll mention that later. I'll, I'll say for my prediction, I feel like I feel like David kind of stole my answer of uh, I feel like EVs are going to be insane. Like we've been talking a lot about the, like the Maki just going off with seeing it all around town. There's taxis now. Um, but you got like the Rivian, I feel like electrify America is going to have to step up their game next year. Um, just with this many EVs getting purchased, like they're just going to have to make a better network to catch up. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> they've made, they've made some really interesting steps since even since our video, mm-hmm. like I think I remember them obviously wanting to know more about the uptime of their chargers without officially supporting it through their tech. So they'll have like people going to each charger one by one and reporting yeah. the uptime, whether it's still working or not. It's something we have to keep an eye on because they want to make their stuff better. I'm sure that's not just a money question. Like they have to spend the money, but they have to have the right ideas to make their network more usable for road trips, which is obviously a bigger question and probably mm-hmm. easier said than done. So that's something I'm going to keep my eye on too. And maybe we'll do a, who knows, part two, part two, gasolina versus electric. Are you down? Truck. Uh, you I'm down? always down, especially when you got that pod podcast, uh, pod quiz quizzes weekly. or whatever yeah. it is. Yep. Quiz weekly. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll just start sail planning through it now. It. Gasoline maybe we'll again. do, maybe we'll do like a truck. We'll version. go pick Tim up after the holidays. And- <laughs> <laughs> we'll do like a, like a <laughs> yeah. Rivian versus, I don't know, Cybertruck versus F-150 Lightning. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But yeah, that's for sure in the cards. Thanks for joining us, Tim. That is, uh, that's a look into our future. Yeah, thanks. So we're talking, uh, we're talking future for 2022. So last week we talked about, we, we did uh, some of the most difficult motion graphics projects and some of the things that we were talking about from the past year. What are, what are you looking forward to for this year? For 2022, any tech you're looking forward to? Any, any things you're predicting maybe might happen or show up? I think for me, it's not so much a prediction, but I'm just curious, like, I'm just curious to see where desktops go in the future. I don't know if it's 2022 or beyond, but mm. with we were talking in the last episode a lot about um, the new MacBook Pro and just how much power you can put in your backpack, basically, to carry around. Um, like, I know that desktops will always need to exist for a certain, like, percentage of professionals, but, like... If I don't feel like I need a desktop, then probably a lot of other professionals in my field or in our field or similar fields might also not feel like they need a desktop. So at what point, you know, will a photographer need a desktop anymore? Will, like, uh, you know, I don't know, it's just interesting to see. Like, it maybe some people will still prefer to have that level of, like, power and stability and um, all of that, but I don't know. Yeah. I just, I'd be curious to see, like, I know it's been a slow, slow decline. I mean, like when we were all kids, it was like you had your desktop computer in your house and yeah. that was the thing. But, yeah. and like, even like high school and stuff like that, you were, you had a, a school computer and a home computer. And like, obviously that transition has happened slowly over time, but I feel like it's happening faster and faster. 
I think that's an interesting way to frame it. I feel like we've always needed desktops for a couple specific reasons, one of them being computing power. You just if you need over a certain level of wattage or a certain amount of power, you had to have a desktop. Yeah. And that's been actually my biggest tether to a desktop is I need a certain amount of power. And then usually the other is like the size of your screen or the amount of ports, you know, just physical constraints of like the size of a laptop. And I wonder how many people today use a desktop because of those constraints versus preference. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. you could give those same people a MacBook Pro with all the power in the world and a monitor, would they use that and accomplish exactly the same stuff? Or are there still a huge percentage of people who require a desktop for the power it gets? Um, yeah. I don't know what that landscape looks like. I could probably talk to people like Linus and get a better idea. Well, if you but, put yeah. gamers into this, it's a whole different story. Well, but gamers, yeah. oh, for sure. gamers will yeah, still yeah, be looking yeah, at yeah. graphics. They'll always yeah. be looking at desktops. So exactly. For very but also time. gamers aren't going to the cafe to game. Exactly. So like, yeah, they don't exactly. need that portability anyway. Exactly. You know? Right. So yeah, that's a that's an interesting way. I you know We talked about uh, iMac Pro briefly, I think, also with Tim, where we're like, okay, we know it's probably coming out in the next year or so. And mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about my own Mac Pro Apple Silicon expectations, but I think uh, yeah. I think I'm always going to be a desktop person just because I prefer to have the most possible power, and there is still a difference between the most power you can get in a laptop and in a desktop. Mm-hmm. And as long as that def- yeah. difference exists, here I am, a desktop guy. But yeah, I am curious yeah. about that. I think people will still also want, like, it's almost like if you're using your computer for work entirely. I feel like there is that separation of, of work and life where you have you have your desk. I feel like I've even seen it with like your workflow, Marquez, where you used to have desktop at your desk. If you're not in the studio, you can't help. You can't do anything. Yep. But now you have your laptop and you're home, and it's 9 p.m. on a Thursday, and you're like, oh, I forgot to render that thing out, or Michael needs this clip. Um, you can technically do it versus mm-hmm. before you couldn't. So that's going to be an interesting distinction as well of like, Will people still say I prefer a desktop because that's just one level of like separation too? I don't know. Yeah, no, it definitely does represent that for me. Like I, yeah. I would always have a, a place yeah. that I go to get that sort of work done, and yep. so that work is always tied to that place because the desktop doesn't move. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to follow, especially with all the silicon getting better and the GPUs getting better. We'll, uh, we'll maybe see some some shifts in that world, <laughs> and maybe gamers will start gaming on laptops. Way more I mean, I think it will happen eventually. The one thing that, not to rant too long on this, but I always think about how like gamers still haven't really like brought like gone down to even like smaller towers anymore. You still see so many with like, I mean, I have a smaller sure. like compact size tower, but it still is like people with a ton of money will still buy these full blown tower PCs to just get literally every ounce of power out of it possible, and I don't see that going away anytime soon. A lot of that is yep. just a physics question, too. It's like the more airflow you want, the bigger space you have to have. A, yeah. The more thermal envelope you want, the more space you have to have. And like, yeah. obviously, the more wattage you need to push, all of these are just physics questions. So, yeah, desktops still own that right now. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the difference between smartphones and mirrorless cameras. Like the power users who use mirrorless cameras, you know, we get the software features in the smartphones to sort of add the depth of field and blur in the background, but like... yeah. At a certain point, if you, you want the, have, yeah. the the shot, you have to have the big camera. Yeah, hmm. for sure. Word. All right. Well, that's our that's our uh, future look. Yeah. I think we'll we'll keep an eye on a lot of this stuff. We'll talk more about Apple Silicon 
in a in a upcoming segment. I'm sure plenty yeah. for the rest it'll, of our lives. It'll keep yeah. happening. But yeah, uh it's, that's been <laughs> it'll it. never end. <laughs> Thanks for being the motion graphics wizard. Appreciate you. And now I'll talk to you next year. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Bye. Take it easy, Michael. Thanks for coming.